Hey listeners, I just wanted to tell you about this amazing apparel brand I've been wearing for a few months now called Defend. The Defend Fire FX Collection is made to provide protection and comfort even under the most extreme conditions. Their remarkable innovation in the product brings ease of wear and flame resistance in an incredibly lightweight base layer, providing you protection from the inside out. The Defend Fire FX product is extremely soft, providing 24-hour comfort. The shirts are even designed to stop those unpleasant odors we all encounter on the job. It also features a no-melt, no-drip technology that reduces heat stress and injury. If you're tired of wearing those uncomfortable, stinky, wet, 100% cotton garments, this is your new gear. Oh, and to the female firefighters listening, Defend has a specific line designed just for you. Okay, last plug. I not only wear Defend under my turnouts at work, I wear their fitness gear when I hit my workouts off the job. It's 24-7 apparel you can absolutely trust to get the job done. Plus, you look good in it, and you feel good in it. So go to DefendUSA.com. That's D-F-N-D-U-S-A.com right now and use code THESIZEUP, all caps, to save yourself 20% on your purchase because there's nothing wrong with saving some cash, looking fly, feeling safe, and smelling fresh. Hey everybody, what's up? It's Pip from The Size Up by National Fire Radio here with episode 16. And this one is gonna be, oh, let's call it a hot one because of the guest that I have on today because he is definitely hot and kind of famous and a really cool dude who I've had the fortune of being friends with for, I don't know, probably like five, six, seven years now. It's so hard to, to, to think back to when I first met someone. However, when I first met, met my buddy here, he signed a calendar for me. So I thought that was kind of like the coolest way to meet someone, aside from meeting people online. But what his story is all about is just a bit different than everyone else's because he's doing something that most people in the fire service are not necessarily doing. You know, most of us, we kind of stay in our lane, right? We're, we're firefighter, EMTs, paramedics first, and we stay within that industry, whether we decide to be an instructor, we decide to be a social media personality, we open a firefighter-owned business that's selling firefighter goods or things firefighters may like. And my buddy here has jumped way out of that realm in this just amazing way, taking another passion of his and, and just moving it forward. So so he's smiling at me the whole time I'm talking about him too, because we can see each other. I know we don't do video podcasts yet, but we're going to get there. Um, and he did offer to take his shirt off for this podcast prior. So without further ado from Adams County Fire Rescue out in Colorado, my man, Levi Sandoval. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Do you like that intro? Did I, did I talk you up enough? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're making my head even bigger. <laughs> You're a little dude, though, so it's okay. You're short like me. He's taller than me, which isn't hard, but he's still short like me, so can't get much bigger, right? The mohawk, taller. <laughs> well, you're definitely, though, the mohawk does give me a closer, you know, closer semblance of height to you because you're, you're a little, a little uh, follicle lacking, let's say, up there, per se. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call me out. <laughs> but, man, how you been? Good? I've uh, been doing good, man. Uh, some unfortunate events um, happened recently that I'm still trying to um, get used to. But uh, other than that, I'm doing great, man. 
I know, and it stinks. And, and you know, I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. But un- unfortunately, Levi had to put his dog, Kenny, down. Of, of how many years were you, you and Kenny partners? 14 years, man. 14 years. And, and Kenny was an awesome dog. That's the easiest way. I'm just going to leave it at that for my end of it. You can talk him up some more, though. I got pretty lucky with him, man. Such a great personality, so chill, just like me, you know. And um, he's been with me for pretty much my whole adult life, man. And, and like I said, it's, it's totally different trying to acclimate, um, you know, life now. Yeah. Uh, um, so all of my life I had to, um, you know, plan and include him in, in everything that I did, you know, whether that was, um, you know, finding him, um, finding somebody to watch him while I travel or, um, you know, like waking up in the middle of the night to let him out, you know, like it's, it's totally different and uh, it's only two weeks and I'm still, still kind of hurting, man. He's my best friend for sure. Now, dude, and that, that again is just totally natural. You know, I've, I've had to put a few, a few pets down and they become their, that's it. That was your man. Like he was your family and he was just such an awesome dog to hang with when I was in the house and to think about too, you know, you being alone, living alone or living with Kenny, just even your shifts, you know, Kenny was with your sister, a lot of your parents, right? Yeah, both. Yeah. So that was like a whole thing. And, and you took it so seriously and it was like being a parent or, or a best, whatever you want to call it, man, parent, best friend, partner, you know, we're all, we're all thinking about you on that end and, you know, it's going to be a bit, but you'll be okay. I know it. Yeah, my, my mom wants me to get a cat because they're low maintenance. And <laughs> she doesn't want to watch it. She's like, no, no more dogs. Don't put me through this again. I, exactly. I feel you. I feel you. Poor when, when I record the podcast, poor Miss Clarice has to hang in the basement just because her nails are so loud and the mic picks it up. And I feel so bad that I have to do that to her. And that's another thing to get used to, man. I'm used to, you know, hearing him walk around my hardwood floors. <laughs> Right. Uh, but you're doing great, man. You you gave Kenny such a good life. Like he got to do so much cool stuff. Like, did he ever ride on the bike? Oh, no. He's no. too big. Be cool, though. It would have been cool. Like, even if you if like with a sidecar would have been awesome to see him sitting in a sidecar with some doggles on, man. That would have been. I don't think he would uh, adjust to that very well. <laughs> no, not not the ride for him, huh? No, it is pretty cool when you see people with their dogs on bikes. Like, I think that's like the. Uh, the dogs that skateboard or the dogs that surf. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. most of those are dogs that um, roam around in like a wagon and some dude's just pulling him on his bike and he's <laughs> bumping like reggae music all around the neighborhood. It's pretty cool. That is so sick. I thought you meant like the people that push their dogs in a carriage where I'm like, that's not cool. Make your dog walk. But if you're on a bike, like on the back of a bike, kill it. Yeah. All right, so so here we go. Here's here's this episode of the size up, and we're talking about dogs and how they bump around. But we're really here to talk more about Levi. So you know, you are a firefighter EMT with Adams County in Colorado. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, just about ten years career, and I was four years as a volunteer. So what made you want to go this direction in life? Um, you know, growing up. Um, we didn't have much. Um, we grew up in North Denver. Um, and it was a neighborhood where, um, 
you know, you could easily get involved in the wrong crowd, um, definitely get into drugs. And it was, it was a, a Hispanic uh, neighborhood mostly. And um, I remember as a kid, um, firefighter, police, they all had a huge presence in my neighborhood, whether that was running calls, going to the grocery store or whatever. And, and as a kid, um, I would see that and I was always interested, you know, the lights, the sirens. Um, I never knew what they, what they did. And one day I had an interaction with a firefighter who all he was, was super nice to me, talked to me for a little bit, um, said hello, said goodbye. And, and as a kid, I, I remember that very vividly, you know, and, um, I don't know who he is. Um, I don't know where he's at today, but he really did inspire me to, um, to do what I do now, you know, and, and while I'm in this position, I feel, um, that I'm obligated to do the same thing that man did to me, you know, um, uh, every time I'm in uniform in the grocery store on calls, first thing I do, I, I always say hi to kids. Um, cause you know, you don't know what that'll do, you know, that could inspire the next generation to do, um, whatever that may be. And, and me being Latino, um, I feel like that has a big impact on other little, uh, Hispanic kids, you know, so, um, I definitely get out there, say hi to kids, um, just say what's up. And like I said, it could go a long way. Oh, for sure. And that's such a cool part about our job. And I think it always has been because, again, you know, my dad was on the job. But, you know, growing up, you see a fire engine. It's cool. Like planning. It's still cool now. We're adults and it's still cool. We get to ride on them and it's still cool. That's why we do it. But those interactions are clutch. And the fact that you know, you're talking about doing it in your community. Um, it's just one more layer of it. And I feel like, you know, just getting back from FDIC, I saw so many more Hispanic, African-American, female, not firefighters that look like me, let's say, is the easiest way to put it, firefighters out there this year than I ever have in the past. And I think it's cool that the the landscape of this is changing. You know, the way we look is is changing. And it's folks like you that are doing that. And I think also your social media presence, you know, that that's how I met you and the kids of today are on social media. So they see you out there doing it. And that's just another part of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Social media has really played a big impact in, in my success. And, and like you said, you found me on there. Um, we became friends from the social media. Um, and, uh, I became really good friends with a lot of people off of social media. And yeah. It's and really- it's, it's all because of that positive message that you're putting out there, you know, and you, you've been since day one, you know, you've been, um, you know, obviously, you know, so I shouldn't say obviously, but we met through five, five, five fitness and Levi was at the time, uh, really into fitness. And the thing that I didn't know about him until maybe like a year or two after knowing him was that he wasn't always into fitness. Right. Oh, no, man. Uh, back in high school, I was actually uh, a little overweight, <laughs> to say the least. Um, Can I use that picture? Ch- Can I use that picture for the, the, the title of this? Or There's so many pictures I have of you. I, I won't use that one. All right. 
totally you can i i uh i'll allow it go ahead though sorry in high yeah, school back in high school i was uh, a little chubby kid and you know i was i was always partying drinking beer going to parties um and i and i worked at a mexican restaurant at the time so you know you eat for free and and the food's not the healthiest so it tastes so um, good though it tastes so it, good. yeah it tastes so good you know green chili I'll put that over everything. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, uh, I wasn't working out because at the time I wasn't in sports. Um, but yeah, um, it wasn't until I decided to go to the fire service that I really took my fitness seriously. And um, yeah, the rest is history, man. Like that's part of my routine now. And, and it's, um, I I have to work out just you know for my mental health for yeah. one just to stay stay in shape for the job too and and look good with my shirt off. <laughs> it is it is a big deal like to look good with your shirt off. But so you you started as a volunteer. Did you start as a heavier overweight volunteer or did you before you even got into that you were like no let me get fit and then do this which which part came first? Uh, I mean, I, I would say I was like average, um, you know, I didn't have much muscle tone or anything when I first started, I was just an average, average guy. I had some body fat, you know, but, um, but yeah, just after doing the, the job, um, while as a volunteer, like I knew I had to step up my game and, and, you know, I, I have to be fit for the job because, you know, when you're not in shape trying to pull a hose or, you know, do a search or whatever the case may be, like you're, you're out of breath and, um, you're going to get out of breath no matter what, but, um, even in shape, right? Like we we say that to each other and to our friends that like, I'm in shape and after a fire I'm spent, like, like maybe I'm, (laughs) I'm definitely spent. I'm hurting. Things hurt. You know, I'm breathing heavy. Um, and as hard as we train, as hard as I've trained, as hard as you train, I'm like, the next one's not going to be like this, but it still is because it's so labor intense when you need it to be right. Yeah, totally. And, um, uh, it was an eye opener, you know, um, just, um, being, being super fatigued after whatever the case may be. Um, so you just want to work out, be the best you can be, and 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 you know be less fatigued um, by uh, just working out. I think that's a good way to put it too. You're just going to be less fatigued if you're in shape. You're still going to be fatigued, just less than the person who's not going to be in shape, right? And that's it. It's that lifestyle, you know. And and you know, you you and I have had some epic meals together too, and that's one hundred percent okay. But it's not that epic meal every meal of the day, seven days a week. Right. You know, you still have your cheat meals. I have my cheat meals. Yeah. Um, I think mine sometimes are a little more than most people's, but as I'm, as I'm getting older, because it's really scary as we get older, those cheat meals need to go down even more. Um, for sure. Abs are built in the kitchen. There's no denying that. Yeah, they are. So about, about how long was it that you were on the job uh, when you decided to go out for the calendar, because Levi, so when I first met Levi, he was Mr. July, right? Was Mr. July in the beginning in the Colorado firefighters calendar. Correct. Yep. So when, so 
first, before we talk about you going into it, just talk about that foundation and what they do with the calendar. Cause that was amazing to me when I learned about it. Uh, so Colorado firefighter calendar is a 501 C, um, nonprofit. Um, so all the funds that we raise go straight to the Colorado children's hospital, their burn unit and burn camps. Um, so everything we do, all the sales from the firefighter calendars, um, all the events we go to, all goes straight to that. And it's uh, it's is, really it's great. I'm still involved to this day. To, amazing. Um, I completely support them. And too, too, for the folks out there that, that aren't in the emergency services, you know, you, you hear of uh, burn charities um, that take care of, of anyone, children or adults, but with children, you hear these things called burn camps and you don't really think about that. I know before I got involved with, with our local one, I had no idea about these. And basically what a burn camp is, it's a camp for children who have been burned at some point in their life, uh, one way or another. And part of their burn process and healing is their scars. And obviously as a child, you know, other children look at them maybe differently because they look different because of the burns. When an organization starts a burn camp, that burn camp uh, welcomes children with all different types of burns for a certain amount of time every summer. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how the one that, that deals with your charity is, but I know here, you know, most of the counselors are uh, burn nurses, firefighters, police officers, you know, emergency service providers. And those kids get to go to camp for a week and just be like everyone else. Is that, that how it works out by, by you two? Uh, that's exactly actually how, how it is over here. It's such an amazing thing. And it's something that both my wife and I keep saying, we want to go and be counselors. We want to go and be counselors. And we just haven't been able to do it yet. Um, but have you done the counselor? I have not, no, but um, the firefighter calendar does invite us up one day to hang out with all the kids. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, they do a really good job with um, including us in, you know, visiting the kids at the hospital. Um, and, you know, like when you first get into the calendar, you go, you meet um, all the doctors, nurses at the at the hospital and and you get to meet these kids who are injured with whatever burn they have. And it just motivates you to start raising as much money as you can. You know, um, I was so motivated to sell as many calendars as I can, um, get out there, go to events, um, you know, post on my social media. Um, it, it's just such a great cause to be involved with, man. And, and I don't think I'll, I'll stop. You know, it's, it's so awesome that you've been with them for so long. And, and that motivation too, for you was also to work out harder and probably eat a lot healthier because there's a difference between being in shape and let's say in shape for being in a calendar with your shirt off. Correct. For sure, man. Um, it, it's a little unhealthy to get down to like, you know, I was 8% body fat when I did my <sighs> second year calendar and Talk about fatigue, man. Like I couldn't do anything without just like being out of breath. I'd walk up the stairs and, and, you know, I'm like, I need a break in between, <laughs> you know? Um, but you had that so, motivation, right? You had the kids, you had that foundation behind you and it was all for a great reason. And so that's why you did it for the most part. For sure. For sure. And cause you wanted to look good with your shirt off. 
Yeah. That could be the, I think that's going to be the title of this. Like how to look good with your shirt off with Levi. <laughs> I wouldn't take my advice now because like, you know, I don't have the abs like I used to anymore. So <laughs> remember everyone has abs, Levi, they're there no matter what. They may just look different than when you were in the calendar, but it was so cool too to watch you on social media, just work so hard to raise that money and just, you don't have to be exact, but I mean, you can look up the, the Colorado firefighters calendar foundation. It's like a sickening amount of money, how much you guys are able to raise, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe the year I uh, was in it, um, or one of the years, I should say, we raised like $130,000 in that calendar year. Which is which is so amazing, and and basically these these men and women that are in this calendar because you know it's a it's not just firemen that are in calendars, it's firefighters, you know, and they're out working at events. I mean, there had to be an event once a week, right? If I remember when you were really involved with it, there was yeah, and out there in the community engaging, you know, selling calendars obviously to raise that kind of money but also explaining about the importance of the burn camp and about what the foundation does and that's a huge part of being a not-for-profit um, and having people like Levi and, and the other firefighters in it as ambassadors um, before we knew really what an influencer was right yep. and I think Levi's just been able to kind of keep springboarding from his experience with the calendar and still working with it. So what are you doing these days with the calendar? Uh, so it's funny you mentioned that um, the 2024 calendar tryouts are next weekend. And I, I just met with the president of the calendar and she, she wants me to be a um, social media personality. So what that means is she wants me to take over their Instagram account, you know, do a little behind the scenes action, you know, do like runway so shows, slow motion hydrant opening videos, maybe like yeah, I remember. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, just behind the scenes, interviewing people, um, interviewing the crowd, interviewing the firefighters that are trying out, you know, stuff like that. That's so um, I did not know that until just now. And again, it's just one more thing that you've put in the work, you know, just like you put in the work for that calendar to make it into the calendar, you put in the work to sell the calendars. You've put in the work. I, I don't like the word influencer, social media influencer. I don't know. I just, even though people even say I'm one, which I still don't understand, but you've put in the work on social media to get to a point where such an amazing organization wants you to run theirs and it's got to make you feel great. Right. Yeah. Just everything that that's happened with me with social media, it's just mind blowing, you know, like all the opportunities that came um, to me, it's, it's still weird. I I'm still trying to um, get used to it. And um, you know, sometimes I'll have people, when I'm traveling outside of Colorado and, and they'll know who I am, you know, and it's weird, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Um, <laughs> it's hard, right? It, it is very hard because, you know, you're just firefighter EMT, right? You go to work, you work your, your 4896 you're doing, yep. Yep. Yeah. you're working your 4896 and then you're doing all these other things that put you in, in the public's eye even more. And it, it's something I guess 
and I haven't talked to enough celebrities, but maybe they prepared for it and you didn't, I didn't prepare for any of this. It just kind of happened. Yeah. And, and how, how do you prepare for it, you know, like, I don't, yeah. don't know. How to do that. I mean, and those opportunities, like I just think I, I was just talking to somebody the other day about how, when we were out in Arizona and we were able to do the, the hot shots 19 hike. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the most powerful moments of my life. And it all happened because I started working with this little not-for-profit 10 years ago. Um, yeah. and, and I take a day like that as a firefighter and I just, I don't know, it just, it humbles me even more and more. And I feel like you're, you're kind of saying the same thing, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, you, you said it right there, um, with all the success or whatever you do have to stay humble and, and remember where you came from, you know, cause I've met a lot of people out there who, you know, just aren't humble. Don't. And, and, <laughs> they aren't is a good way to put it. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, like you just have to remember where you came from, know who you are deep, deep inside, you know, why, why you do what you do. Yeah. That, that is such a huge part to remember that basis of why we do this, you know, why you wanted to be in the calendar, why you wanted to work with five, 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 why you wanted to be a firefighter. I think that, that part right there that you wanted to, to serve as a firefighter, to work as a firefighter, to, to be a firefighter. If you always remember that, apply that principle to everything in your life, you should pretty much be okay. Yeah. So with that, with that, again, we're, we're springboarding here because I said, you know, Levi has stepped out of the realm of the fire service in a way when it comes to social media, even though it looks like you're circling back into the fire service now. But, you know, you started to put yourself out there more and things started happening for you more publicly. You know, like you started becoming more forward-facing in, in the general population and not for fire service companies. So I'm probably going to mess up the story. But how did that transition happen? I don't want to tell it. I'd rather hear you when it, you made it to the TV show. I know there was some stuff probably in between that I'm, I'm forgetting or no. Uh, no, um, actually, um, we can start with, um, you know, the firefighter calendar really um, – Help me get out there and get the attention of, of uh, these companies I work for now. And, and folks too, like, listen, there, there's a lot of firefighter calendars out there. There, there, you know, a fairly large amount of them, but not every firefighter continues along into being a, a public figure after they're in the calendar, you know, they're in the calendar and that could be it. So, you know, this isn't a very common path, let's say. Right. And, and I, I would like to mention to the, Colorado firefighter calendar is um, the number one firefighter calendar in the world. And it's ranked every year. Number one. Oh, snap. And you mentioned there are a lot of firefighter calendars out there and I don't know how they judge, you know, which one's the best one, but Colorado always gets the number one spot. I mean, it, one thing I think that probably go criteria is the sales. And I think that one thing that I know separates yours apart from, uh, a lot of the other ones is that, that it's for a year, you know, you're, you're out there for a year being committed to this cause. And I do think another part of it is the fact that you're a 501, not so uh, 501 C3, not for profit. You know, that's another one of those, but it's all the hard work you guys put in and, and all the hard work that the folks that run the calendar put in. So big shout out to them 
And in the show notes, we'll have a way that you could check out the calendar this year. Oh, cool. That'd be great. For sure. Um, so uh, the opportunities really came from the firefighter calendar, like I said, and and one of which, if we're going in a timeline, um, I was contacted by a um, Hollywood agent uh, on social media, and she asked me if I would be interested in doing a game show. And, you know, initially I was like, what is this? Um didn't think it was spam. Um, spam. Really spam. Um, so just doing a little, um, little research on my end, just checking out who that person was. Um, and she's legit. She has all these pictures with celebrities and, uh, it's a scary or- moment, right? I've had a few of those emails where you're like, this has got to be a, somebody at the firehouse messing with me. Like they made this, this email address up. Anybody could do this. And then you Google it and you're like, Oh snap. <laughs> And, and that's my case, you know, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, this girl's legit. So, um, you know, I thought about it for a couple of days and, you know, you think about, you know, oh man, what are the guys at the firehouse going to say, you know, yep. um, you know, stuff like that starts running through your mind, but you know, YOLO. So <laughs> why the hell not? Right. So, that was my thought process going through this and, and, you know, I, I'm old enough now where, you know, I really don't give a shit about what anybody thinks about me anymore. So, um, so I did it, man. Like, and, and the show is called to tell the truth with, uh, the host is Anthony Anderson. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who he is, but he, he did like, I would hope they do. I hope they do. Um, yeah, um, pretty big, you know, big, big Hollywood name for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I did that game show and is one of the, the funnest times I've ever had, you know, and it was during COVID. So, you know, I got flown out to LA to shoot, um, you had to wear your mask at the time, you know, the whole show, take it off while you're shooting, put it back on when you're done, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And it's um, so cool that it's to tell the truth because that's like a throwback game show from the like fifties or sixties, right? That that went off the air for a while and they brought back. Yeah, and and the reason why they brought me on the show was because of the firefighter calendar and and I was the one telling the truth and the two other guys who were who were doing it, they were pretending to be, you know, uh Mr. December it was. So um yeah, it was really cool. I, I became really good friends with one of the celebrities on the show. Um, her and I uh, keep in contact to this day. And uh, yeah, man, it was a it was a good time. It, it, it's such a whirlwind too, because uh, having had a couple seconds of fame, let's say, uh, on myself, not as long as Levi, I, was, I didn't have people lying about being me, being me and anything like that. But when you see the production that goes into any type of TV appearance, it's just amazing. And I don't know if if you had this experience like I did, but meeting all the people in their different jobs was amazing and learning about their jobs for me. But the fact that they wanted to learn about our job as well was just like surreal. What's up, listeners? As many of you know, footwear is really important to me, like really important. 
Not only for my job as a firefighter, but also for fitness and, of course, fashion. Yep, I said it. I love a new pair of kicks. I knew Hikes makes both structural boots and really awesome station boots, but they also make shoes too. And obviously, I had to try them out. Quick review, I absolutely love them. How they feel and how they look. I walked five miles a day in them at FDIC with no issues at all. These are my go-to station shoes with an added bonus. I can even work out in them. So do your feet a favor and check out hikesusa.com. That's H-A-I-X-U-S-A dot com. And tell them the size up sent you. Yeah, it, uh, it's crazy to uh, know what what goes into these shows, man. Like the producers, the wardrobe, you know. Um, makeup. You could say makeup. Makeup. You know, like they had to put some anti-glare uh, stuff on my <laughs> Cause I'm bald. <laughs> yeah. Like we're getting a glare. It's a hot spot. We're getting a glare. Run out. It's uh, just all the effort that goes into it, man. It's pretty crazy. And uh, yeah, I would totally do it again. Yeah. I would totally do my little role again that I did too, just to, to be a part of that and to, to see it all go down. Um, and then for you to be able to develop some relationships from that and not just stop that way, you know, you just kind of kept moving forward. Um, and did they get, I can't remember if you like, did they guess it was you or no? Uh, so one of the celebrities, uh, guessed right. The other two did not get it right. Nice. So you're a good liar. is what you're saying in public now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a good pretend firefighter. Like I like to call you sometimes when you're on the ambulance. <laughs> yeah yeah we run ambulances i get it you could be a pretend firefighter that's all right just they need people need band-aids too it's really important um with that too you know prior to going out there for that now i just remembered this when we were we were working together out in colorado you know your department chose to do a feature on you and just about your life right i think it was, it was more based off of like what what you do not even social media wise just being a firefighter for adams county right yeah, it was uh, some of that and it was some of uh, my successes, um, you know, with the firefighter calendar and, and Indian motorcycle. Um, so it's it mostly highlighting the stuff that I do outside of the fire service. So, so that's so then again, my timeline's a little messed up here. But then so that's Indian came after the show. Yep. And it how, did. How long have you been with them now? Um, I have to think 2014, maybe. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry. My timeline's off. <laughs> um, it's been almost three years. Oh, okay. Well then definitely a little past 20. It has to be more than three. It all, it all blends together and in, in social media and, and as you get older. But I think what's cool with Indian motorcycle is you've always been into motorcycles, right? Yeah. Always been riding them, you know, tattooed up, motorcycle riding, Latino dude. Isn't necessarily the norm or is it? Um, there's different kind of bikers out there, man. Um Yeah, it's it's uh I definitely have a look that they uh were searching for. Um 
and they continue using me. So um, I'm doing something right, you know. Clearly, uh, you're a good motorcycle rider. I, I remember the first time you told me you were going to be working with them, and I saw the the ad, and I was like, "Dude, you're the guy in the ad that says closed course. Do not try this at home." Like the warning was on the bottom of it. Yeah, yeah, that's totally crazy, man. And and uh, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, but uh, before we get into that, I, um, we'll we'll fix the timeline a little bit. So I started doing some modeling and, and my cousin had this camera and uh, wanted to take pictures of me. And um, so those pictures I ended up posting on Instagram and, you know, you use hashtags, stuff like that. I use the hashtag India motorcycle. And um, that's how they found me is through that hashtag. Um, so um they hit me up on Instagram and asked me if I'd be interested in doing a press ride. Um, and what that was, was they were going to send me to Arizona for this three or four day uh, glamping um, motorcycle trip. And it, they were promoting their brand new motorcycle that was coming out. So, you know, again, I had a, double take because it was a message from their official Instagram account. I'm like, this is not real. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Um, so I accepted, I got to bring one of my good friends, Josh, he came along with me and, and it was this uh, four day um, glamping trip, you know, that there was pictures, there's videographers taking video um, there. They were interviewing us, you know, like, um, it was this whole big thing and, um, and there was this, um, dinner that was had for us and, and I got to meet like a lot of their big marketing people. And, uh, the, the conversation I had with this one is I was just asking questions, you know, how do you find your talent for, you know, modeling or videos and, you know, I threw it out there. I'm like, you know, like I model on the side, like, can I get in? <laughs> so, um, I, I model for my cousin on the side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, you know, obviously she worked her magic and, and, and did something. Um, so she, they, she did, but you have to remember this, Levi, you did something right. You put yourself out there. You put those photos out there. You use the hashtag, not thinking anything was going to come back from it, but even being at that dinner, you know, you found the people to talk to and you asked the questions, you know, and, and I think one of the cool parts about watching you grow through this, especially with Indian is it's just you being you. Like, I know you, yep. that, that's you riding a bike, like not. I don't know it kind of sounds stupid to say that, but like you're being you is the easiest way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, man. Um, after, after that, um, was produced, um, Indian hit me up months later and asked me if I could model for him again. And, um, this time specifically was, uh, totally different because I thought I was just going to, you know, come in, um, take a few photos for them to be used in, in whatever, like a, their clothing line or whatever. But, um, you know, like after being there for a while and after, um, 
you know, starting to shoot for them, I started to put two and two together that I was, I was the guy for this motorcycle campaign. You know, I was at the look for this motorcycle specifically. Like you weren't just the person in the background riding. Like, I wasn't just a person in the background. I was the guy like that. That was crazy, man. And, and the bike was the Indian scout rogue, which was, um, you know, there's Indian scouts out there, but this one was, um, you know, just a bigger wheel in front, um, ape hangers, you know, so like they kind of redid it. And, um, what they told me is they wanted to reach out to, um, how can I be politically correct? A more diverse audience. More diverse audience. Um, I could so totally I, say that not politically correct for you. We're not going to say that, but a more diverse <laughs> audience they wanted to reach out to. Right. So, uh, and, you know, I, I have that look that they were going for. Um, Which yeah. is even more meaningful, too, because when, when you think about anything that wants to be more diverse is great. The fire service wants to be more diverse. It's great. Law enforcement wants to be more diverse. It's great. A motorcycle company wants more diversity. It's great. And it's become, it's definitely become a humongous push now. But I feel like when you started with Indian, it was not the uh, larger push that it is today, right? Yeah, that's that's correct, man. And, and you're starting to see now um, other brands uh, mimicking what we did with Indian. Um, and that's cool to think about that too, because, you know, I don't know. It's crazy to, to see where I grew up to where I am now. Yeah. Like I never in a million years would have thought any of this would have happened. And and it's just so epic to, to know. And, and for folks again, listening that, that don't know a lot of the marketing side of things, that, you know, there are people that work really hard in marketing to make campaigns like this be successful. And more often than not, those campaigns are not the success they wanted them to be, let's say. You know, they may be successful, but they're not the campaign. And for Levi and for Indian, they just keep growing this campaign and expanding more out. Like I feel like every other month or every month you're somewhere else with Indian, you know, promoting the brand, promoting the bike, promoting the clothing line. I didn't even know they had a clothing line until, you know, you you were talking about that. So to be a part of that, that is always going to feel amazing, right? There's just never going to change. Yeah, it's really amazing, man. And like I said, like just traveling a bunch for Indian, you get to meet a lot of other people who love motorcycles too. And and it's kind of like going to FDIC with a bunch of firefighters who love being a firefighter. You know, it's kind of the same thing. So I'm in these two worlds, you know, where people are passionate about both things. And I think that's important just, you know, in our in our career that you have to find something to, um, you know, to love other than your job. You know, I know a lot of people out there who define themselves as being a firefighter and, you know, that's not me, man. Like I, I love being a firefighter, but I also love living life. So, and that's such an amazing thing to say too, because there are folks out there who their life is the fire service. And in one way, there's nothing wrong with that, right? 
we both still love being firefighters, probably just as much as them. But by finding these other passions, there's going to be a day where this career ends for us. Uh, It's called retirement, and we all look forward to it. But a lot of times, people have issues in retirement when their passion, their only passion is then taken away from them, let's say. And by finding these other ones, like for riding a motorcycle, being a model, being a fitness dude, the 8 million other passions you have, you know, you're setting yourself up for that life after retirement in so many amazing ways. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I talked to a lot of guys I work with and a lot of them are very motivated to um, live a hefty um, retirement. You know, that's all they do. They put money in their 457, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. But they're not living life right now. You know, they're not experiencing stuff while they're still young. Um, and, and that's what I try to promote. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of cool shit, man. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to continue doing a lot of stuff. Um, cool shit. You could say it again. You do a lot of cool uh, shit, bro. Like uh, helicopters film you riding motorcycles. That's cool shit. Or they only use drones now. There's drones. Yeah. Drones, but- We'll say helicopter sounds so much cooler. So helicopters film Levi riding motorcycles, which, and and two, there are so many firefighters that are passionate about riding motorcycles um, between, you know, firefighter motorcycle clubs and just in general. But again, you've been able to take that passion and really run with it. And it's just unreal. Like I'm afraid to ask what's next. (laughs) Like, Uh, you know what, man, I've always been the type of guy that just takes things in as they come. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next, you know, but, um, I, I try to, um, take advantage of the situation, um, by asking questions, you know, working with other motorcycle brands. Um, but who knows, man, like I, I have no idea what's going to happen next. You need like a custom leather jacket. I feel like, like if, if 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 they're listening out here, the Indian folks or any of the 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 leather manufacturers we may know or something like, Levi needs his own. He's designed leather jacket for riding. I think that would be pretty cool. What would it look like in your eyes? Oh man, like I'm not a fashion designer. Like it would not be like an old school, like you know, metal zippers or anything like that. Like I feel like you have like a really cool clasp going, uh, like right shoulder to left hip that like flipped over on top. Um, there definitely have to be like some killer tattoo designs on it, but maybe in see, I'm designing this for you now. I want royalties if it happens but really like cool, like stamped leather tattoo designs on maybe the arms and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to think some more about it, but I think you could do that. I could see you doing that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> see, he's looking at me. I could see him and he's like, yeah, it's already in the works, Pip. Just stop, stop <laughs> talking. I've already got this going. I can't, I can't talk about that yet. Uh, but something else, you know, you, you and I have talked about over the years with your work with Indian and motorcycles, more importantly, is just the importance of wearing a helmet. And, you know, that that there's a lot of talk about it. You know, I don't... Do you have a helmet law in Colorado? Uh, there's no helmet law, no. No helmet law. So in New Jersey, we have a helmet law. However, I'm right across the border from PA where there is no helmet law. 
And I know that's something you're, you're, you're looking into being more passionate about in the future. Correct. Correct, man. I am pretty passionate about that. Um, you know, I never used to, um, when I first bought my first Indian, I, I never used to wear a helmet, man. And, you know, being in our job, I, I started seeing more gnarly motorcycle accidents. And, uh, you know, finally, I'm just like, you know what? I probably should wear my helmet. It's probably um, a good idea to wear your helmet. Yeah. I mean, um, can't mess up the money maker, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so full face helmets, too, every chance full you get. We, we don't want to uh, mess up that cute smile you got. Forgot my chain of thought, but... Um, <laughs> No, no, with, with, with helmet wearing, you know, um, a lot of times people are like, well, I'm out riding and I'm in the hills and there's no one else around. Uh, okay. You know, you have a less chance of getting into an accident, you know, where, where you live in Denver, you know, you're in a major metropolis and people don't drive well to begin with. And there's car accidents all the time most people aren't paying attention and they're paying less and less attention. We see that in our jobs just with the amount of regular car accidents, not just motorcycle ones. Um, but there is a huge difference with a distracted driver hitting a car versus hitting a motorcyclist and a helmet is, is just, I, I can't see not wearing it anymore. It's it's, I don't even ride in New Jersey anymore because we're just too populous of a state. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I've seen both where, you know, a motorcycle accident and the guy was wearing a helmet and lived. And I've seen the other routes, you know, the guy wasn't wearing a helmet and it's probably a vegetable, you know what I mean? So I'd rather be road rashed and, and, and fine than, you know, living in, in a vegetable it's just not worth it to me in that type of a way. And even when you see folks now, we're going to switch a little bit here from helmets, but like when you see folks on motorcycles wearing flip flops. Yeah, dude. And you'll, you'll see that in Sturgis a lot. Yeah. Or like, so, but in Sturgis, just like slow rolling down the main street, like to show off or like out just riding in the hills. So, and Like big t-shirt, flip flops, shorts, like, crazy like your feet your toes it hurts if you stub your toe on the bedpost or like i broke i broke a toe once on a i was on vacation and i hit the wheel of the suitcase and i broke my toe and it sucked like to think about a motorcycle accident and and what it could do to your feet is just unbelievable dude i've had like pebbles come up from you know the car ahead of me and hit me in the shin and I wanted to pull over and cry. You know? <laughs> Imagine that hitting your toe. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not going to feel good. Oh, your nail coming off. Like oh, see, I don't do feet very well when it comes to the EMS things. Like I don't like feet. I don't like mouths in EMS calls. It's just gross. <laughs> but and as as far as like helmets and everything, I I, I want to get more involved in that. And and just with my position of one being a firefighter. And two, you know, being with Indian Motorcycle, I could put two and two together and possibly do a collab and and just let people know the importance of wearing your helmet, you know, because uh, like I said before, you, you have two, two routes you could go. You could get in an accident and, you know. Have some cuts and scrapes, right? Cuts oh, and scrapes. Yeah. Or, not. or the other. Or 
worst case scenario. Like yeah. it, choice. It, it's definitely increasing your chance of uh, survival and lessening your chance of injury. If you have a helmet on proper footwear gloves, um, you know, I know, I know it's hot sometimes and, and that's a whole different story, but like it, being able to do that and blend your two careers kind of now to help people is just furthering that reason. Again, you got into the fire service, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That is so awesome, man. It's just, again, like, and, and I guess I'm crushing on my boy here, but that's okay because I've gotten to watch Levi grow from the first time I met him. And he's like, bro, what do you want me to write on your calendar? And I'm like, sexiest thing you can, of course, this is going up in the fridge at the, or in the locker at the firehouse. Um, you remember, you remember what I wrote? I don't, but I have the calendar here in my office somewhere and I probably should have busted it out, but it was definitely like a, you know, it was probably a not safe for work uh, <laughs> slogan. <laughs> uh, and, and you signed Ava's that night too. Uh, it was the one night we were in, in the one bar when we were out in Colorado doing some, some fitness work. Right. Um, and it was so hysterical, but, but just to see you grow from, from that. And, and I had known other people that were in, ca- in firefighter calendars and I still do. And no one has gotten themselves outside of the fire service. I think as far as you have, um, and it, it's just so cool. And to see you still staying so humble, right? Like go look at, uh, Indian motorcycles, Instagram page right now. And you're going to see Levi on it a lot. Like his face on a bus. How did, how did that come about? You got your face on a bus, dude. Yeah. So I was told that the Indian scout rogue project was, um, they, they dumped the most money that they've ever had in any campaign. Um, then, you know, like that's, that's where you see the bus with my face on it. That's where you see these huge, like, um, banners of me on this motorcycle. Um, it's freaking insane, man. (laughs) Have you, like, have you been on the road and seen yourself? Like that I haven't, but like, I have been to like big motorcycle shows where, you know, like, Oh shit, there, there I am. (laughs) That's me. I'm right there. Like, look, and I'm standing here. It's so cool too, to know that, you know, a company like Indian, um, has the belief in you. And I'm sure that one of the reasons that they do is, is not just because you're just so humble, but also that firefighter end and that give back end because they see that you're so genuine and they wanted that to come across with their rider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm so happy that I've established a relationship with them and like, it's totally great for one. Like I love their motorcycles, you know, like, I would never in a million years um, think that the mo- the first Indian that I bought, I would end up being the face for. How many you know bikes I mean? do you own these days? So I just bought my third. <laughs> you, all have, you have all three? Back. All Indian, of course. Of course, all but Indian. I might be biased. But <laughs> <laughs> so you have all three in the garage there? All three are in the garage right now. Um I'll never get rid of the the scout bobber because, you know, uh, I feel like that motorcycle has brought a lot of this success to me because, you know, taking pictures with it. um, I think that's going to be a bike that I have forever. Um, I had to buy a a touring bike, something I could, uh, you know, ride across um, the country, which I have a few times. Um, and then I bought, 
um this new one it's like a mid-size and it's the i don't know if you've seen the recent commercial i did for um indian again this is the second campaign um for this indian sport chief and you know like I had to buy it because I was one of the guys in the commercial, you know, so like, and, and, I just and, had to. For the haters out there, the haters out there, you have heard him say the word, I bought it. I purchased it. He spent the money on this. It's not just like, oh, that's the Indian guy. He got that bike for free. Like he's buying these bikes because he supports the company that is supporting him, which again, is just an amazing thing. Exactly. As much as I wish they gave me bikes, like I, I, I buy them, you know, they give me some, some break in the price. Sure. But still. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. Wouldn't it? Right. But just remember like there's people out there like, Oh, he's just doing that. Cause he's their person or whatever. That's all this. It's not, it's hard work. Got Levi here. It's supporting the brand that supports him. That got him here. Just like you do with the calendar, right? Like. Exactly, man. And, and, you know, there's always going to be haters out there and, and it sucks to say, man, like a lot of them are, are the people you work with. Yeah. You know, like, um, and it's, it's sad to say that, um, you know, I have a little, how can I word this? Um, there's not many people on my department that I, I tell, everything too you know what i mean yeah because you know rumors all that stuff is said about you especially me with all the success that i've had man like uh, a lot of my trust with like my personal life and my work life is is minimal which which again is one of these amazing things that, that we've found our friendship through social media right through creating a network of people who are a lot like us we may not be exactly alike, you know, I don't ride a motorcycle, you ride a motorcycle. We both uh, were in this fitness thing together because we were both into fitness. And I, I don't think we're both as heavily into fitness as we were when uh, we first started or when we first met. But we have that common bond of being firefighters and doing the job that we both love. And we're able to have this relationship where, you know, we're not talking every day or texting every week. I mean, we, we generally catch up with each other about once a quarter. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe a little more than that, but you're able to do that and have these shared experiences. And, you know, I am just as happy and proud to call you a friend as I am some of the people that I work with, um, because of the shared commonalities we have. Yeah. And same with you, man. You're doing great things, bro. Such a bromance moment here towards the, towards the end of the podcast. We just broed out. Like people were like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to hang up now. I'm going to stop listening. Yeah. And, and we could just pick up where we left off, you know, like it's, it's just seamless. Yeah. You it's know? Like, what, like, yeah. Like, what are you doing today? Even though I didn't know what you did for the last three months and somehow we, we get all that information in, in, in a, a quick phone call. And that just goes back to that. Like, let's be real. Like, let's have a real talk. Like let's figure out what we even want to talk about. Some people, I don't know. Now this is getting into communication, which we didn't think we'd be talking about either. Yeah. But I love it, man. I love it. So as we're we're getting into my one hour limit here, as I'm looking at the clock, and I am really trying to keep these within like an hour, um, what else do you got coming up that the people should look for? 
Uh, so I'm always traveling, whether, whether that be like for Indian or just for personal. Um, oh, that is true too. We didn't talk about that. So follow Levi for travel blog information because he goes to some of the most epic places you could go to. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a, that's another one of my passions that I, I found that I, I really love to do, you know, like just get out of Colorado as, as much as like, it's beautiful here. Like there's other places out there that, you know, are cool to see and you're just going to meet new people along the way. Um, so like, that's another thing that I really like to do, man. Like so where's, I the might next, be- where's the next big trip that I'm going to be jealous to see you on a beach somewhere or in another country or, uh, you know what? My next one is actually Vegas this month. I'm going for the big dance festival out there. <laughs> nice vegas is always a good time i thought you were gonna be like you know what my next one is cleveland i'm going to cleveland (laughs) no no um i am going to columbia uh here in august that's one i'm looking forward to never been there um i'm going for one of my boys weddings sweet so and i think on the way back i'm gonna like country hop on the way back so like i'll go from columbia to like costa rica to belize to you know, I don't know, Mexico. I will unfollow you for that week. Let's just say maybe, maybe I will unfollow cause I'll be so jealous of all these amazing places that you're going to. Might be like a two week, three week trip. I don't know. Oh dude. So, so I can make you a little jealous cause we just, uh, my mate from Australia was just here. He came back from FDIC with me, uh, with his fiance and we basically planned like two and a half weeks in Australia, uh, not this coming Christmas, but the next Christmas we're heading there. So oh, getting, getting down under. That'd be dope, man. Like I'm jealous now. See, I can make you a little jealous with my two kids and my wife. Like, you know, so there you go. Not just traveling on my own and bouncing around. However, if you're going to Australia, dude, Gerard's a big motorcycle dude. He's got some like a 52 pan head shovel head some kind of a something he was talking about to other people so we'll hook you guys up Sweet. awesome man so where it's all going to be in the show notes but how can we get these folks following you aside from following at indian motorcycle uh so i'm mostly active on instagram my hash or my handle is levi.sandoval um i'm also on facebook but um, you know, things that I post on Instagram go straight to my Facebook. So best way to find me is my Instagram account. Are you on TikTok? Do you have a TikTok? I do, but I never use it, man. I posted maybe two videos and and that's it. I'm right there with you. So well, I know you're a little younger than me. So I thought maybe you would be like, oh yeah, my TikTok has a gajillion followers. I can't understand it. Like, I mean, it's kind of the same thing as Instagram reels in my opinion. So they do a lot of like it it, and it's just one more platform to manage, which you and I can probably have a whole nother, especially now that you're taking over the Colorado firefighter calendar, uh, social media. Good luck with that, man. Enjoy managing more multiple platforms. Um, you could find me on that too, man. Like I'm taking over next weekend and it's, uh, I want to say it's CO underscore firefighter calendar for Instagram. Well, we'll put all those Instagram at, uh, in the in the notes here for the show levi this has been a great conversation you you and i haven't ever had an hour conversation usually like 20 minutes so it's been awesome to, to catch up with you man keep doing the great stuff out there stay safe too thanks man i appreciate you actually wanting to interview me 
Of course I, I wanted to interview you, man. Like, see, stop. This dude, he's so humble. Even at the end, he's like, no, I appreciate you wanting to talk to me. Everybody yeah, should want to talk to you. Thank you for that. I really, I really do value that. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for the time. Everybody out there, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all of our amazing sponsors, Taylor's Tins, Mercedes Hose, Hikes Boots, uh, for the size up by National Fire Radio. This is Pip, and we'll catch you next time. National Fire Radio.